Welcome and thank you for joining us. At Worship Harvest, we believe that we are a movement of the gospel, discipleship and mission. And we are committed to catalyzing spiritual, social and economic renewal in our immediate communities and as a result, the world. Here is this week's teaching. I'd been doing a bit of lending at school, at university and... Uh, my cash, my cash grew. By the time I finished university, I had about five million shillings. Alan, I'm going to stop you right there because I feel like you're, 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 you're eating into our story. So t- tell us the story. I, the good thing is that I have heard this story a little bit. Tell us the part about how you started. How did actually your lending business begin? Because when you say you had some cash, you know, some people might be thinking you had, I don't know, some, I don't know, maybe you had a, a trust handed over to you, you know, how did this, where, how did you start lending? What amounts were you lending to campuses? Because I, I, I really, when I say that your story is a story of an outlier, I want someone out there who's listening to you to, to see themselves in the story. So what amounts were you lending? Where were you getting money from? <laughs> so I, uh, I, uh, I remember trying to understand this, because you see, because of what my sister had been telling me <laughs> and my brother at home, I wondered, how do people actually get wealthy? So everything I tried to read on or touch on was talking about saving. Mm. You listen to a person, uh, you, I would listen to all these people, the Vitatures, the Sudirs, and they tell you one thing. So there was one time I was listening to Sudir, and he said that the one thing that his father taught him was that if you make 1,000, eat 100 shillings wow. and invest 900 shillings. He said that was his biggest principle. And for me, it was a thing of saying, that's saving and investing. So I said, I have to learn this saving thing. Mm. So every time I started saving, after about two months at the university, you go and eat the money. <laughs> you go and uh, party and club and drink it really, basically. So I said, I have, to, I have to find a way of doing this thing. If I can't master it, I'm not going to become, because everyone is telling me that you must save, you must manage your money. So I set out to save. And I was talking to a friend of mine. I told him, you know what, I have a problem. I can't keep money with myself. (laughs) I want to start keeping it with, you know, with people Mm. so that I can can get it at the end of the semester because I was failing to keep it myself. Mm. So I didn't know for him what he had had. (laughs) <laughs> so when I was telling him that I wanted to keep it with people, him, he thought I was lending it. Oh. So I, uh, the following day, literally the following day, he calls me and he says, man, I, uh, I, have you started that lending thing of yours? I said, no, what lending thing? He says, I need to borrow some money. I want to borrow 200,000. <laughs> I'll put for you 40,000 in two weeks. Wow. Oh, so I said, what? I had just gotten my pocket money and it was exactly 200,000. <laughs> yeah. So I get that 200,000, give it to him, and of course I start eating my Rolex <laughs> after that. Yeah. Honestly speaking, I don't even know where the rest of the money came from, but somehow I had money. Mm. You know, near the university, you have the grace to meet a certain uncle or big yeah. brother or cousin, and they will always give you 10, 20,000, right? Uh. So I gave, I gave him the 200,000 after two weeks. He brought back 40,000 and said, I want to take it for another two weeks. Wow. And give you 40,000. And he brought another person who wanted 50,000. And I gave him 50,000 for about three days a weekend. That's how 
the business of lending. That's how I was introduced to the business of lending. <laughs> so, wow. towards the, and I was honestly living like a don at the university. It's true. I, uh, <laughs> I, uh, I, I just, I, I, I really was living, living large mm. and I was living, uh, then towards the end of university, my capital had grown to about five million shillings. Wow. And uh, so after university, of course, I didn't know lending outside university. Yeah. You see, at the university, the person is right next door to your hostel, and you, that's, that's your shoe of this guy not yeah. running away. <laughs> <laughs> now, when you finish university, you, I didn't know that I was going to continue with that business. Mm. So I, uh, I, uh, in that, I finished university on 30th May, the whole of June, I ate back that five million to zero. This is, I really like this part of the story so, so much. So, <laughs> in that whole month, we were basically partying yeah. and eating money. <laughs> Chop then, my uh, money! Yay, after, five, after, after that month, I start now <laughs> asking myself, when it got finished. what am I going to do with my life? You see, but the good thing, <laughs> this is by another good thing, there's a way God sets you up in all environments. Uh -huh. So as I'm in that, uh, you know, those night outs, I meet a certain guy. Uh -huh. Now, when you're young after university, to be honest, you cannot, it, 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 I don't, there are very few people who will say, I have no job, I have nothing I'm doing among mm -hmm. your peers. No. <laughs> you will have to brag a bit. What are you doing with your life? Oh, I'm doing business. That's what? guys, man. Yeah. Let me tell you, girls, we don't do that. It's a man thing. So, so you're in, doing business. So, in one of those meetings, I, I meet this guy, uh -huh. and the guy asks me, "What are you doing? I'm doing business. business. What what business? I'm lending money." Hi, yeah, yeah. To be honest, yeah. I had not known anything about lending money outside university. Yeah. So this guy, I think, was working for a company, and he said, ah, "Can I bring you clients and give me commission?" I said yeah. yes. What's your rate? How much can you give? Any amount. <laughs> Any amount. I was on my last amount of five million. I think I was able to, I don't know, like 200,000 or something. We're eating it there. You know, I'm telling him any amount. Anyway, uh -huh. this was like Saturday, Sunday, he calls me. Uh oh. I have someone who wants five million. Which you just ate. <laughs> <laughs> so, I couldn't tell him no. I knew some lenders, I immediately ran to them. And I asked them, what are your requirements? Mm. I want to bring you clients. So, of course, I negotiate a deal this side and negotiate on the other side. They give me requirements. I show them to the other person. I say, these are my requirements. <laughs> Guys. So good. So anyway, long and short, that's how I started the business of lending. Uh, outside, I was not lending my money. I was lending other people. I was just basically brokering. Yeah, right? you were a broker. I was brokering. <laughs> but I made sure that I did everything because it was like my internship mm. then. Because I had to learn the process, right? So I used that period to learn the process. And within a space of a certain period, now I go to my family to source for capital. And of course, everyone I was pitching to uh, basically yeah. kept telling me one thing. At the time, that's when Washi Pavis was telling people to lend as much as they are willing to, to lose. lose. <laughs> so I became a victim of that. People were only lending me as much as they were willing to lose. And, and, I, and, and, and I, want, I want now to move, because you've taken us through the beginnings, right? Yes. You've told us uh, up to the point of, and, and I think there are key lessons right there, is that one, you had stories of your siblings, and you knew what you did not want, okay? Because the, and, but that drove you to something. 
but then I've also had networking in there. You had friends in there who seemed to be, you know, even even while you're they are finishing your money, there's a guy. But on top of the networking, your capacity to I don't know what the word is, but that dreaming, but possibility thinking, because that story could have ended differently if the person came to you and you knew you had said you are a lender and you can give him any money and you realize I don't have it, and it would have ended right there. But you thought to yourself, I know people who lend and you went to them and then figured it out. That possibility thinking, which many young people right now, we've lost. You haven't have said, put myself in the young people. We've lost it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We've lost this possibility thinking and you find that you go to someone and they tell you what cannot work as opposed to it can work. And because your mind was it can work, in hours you figured out how to solve this problem and you launched the business. So you sort of stumbled into this business. And people, you know, I like your story because people keep saying, ah, but these stories of people saying, I was uh, selling tomatoes, then I saved, now I'm a billionaire. I was, uh, but these things are true. Like, if you really listen to most of the stories we've had, people did not start with a lot, apart from a dream and, 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 and you know, possibility, possibility thinking. But now, Alan, so you've started. You've gone to these money lenders, you've rebuilt, okay? Meanwhile, you've, eat, you've been in a habit of save it. Grow it, eat it, grow it, eat it, grow it, yeah. eat it. So then what happens at this point is you've, so you're talking about you wanted to source capital because you saw possibility. Tell us a little bit about the money you are looking for and what you got and then that process of growing from that point. So I, uh, somewhere <laughs> along the way, in the middle of that uh, meandering, I land on a book uh, which a friend of mine, Noah Balesam, gave me. It was called. It's called "Money Won't Make You Rich" by Sandy Adelaja. Yeah. That book. Once I read it, I said, and and the beginning of that page, you know, the, like the cover, it says that using the principles, he turned 200 millionaires, people into millionaires in his church. In dollars. In dollars, yeah. Please. Mm. <laughs> I said, this is, I said, if the guy, you know, remember I've been hearing people tell me they've worked for 10 years, they have nothing. Eh? So I learned on this really thing and you. read that page and I said, I said, even if it takes me 20 years, yes. the other people have been working for 10. Yes. Yeah, right? Yeah. So anyway, I, I, I set out to work with those principles. And so, because of the money I was brokering, yeah. I realized how much I would do if I was using part of my money. Yes. So I go and pitch the first, normally when you're sourcing for capital, the first people you want to go to are your relatives. Yeah. So I had written down my list and I was uh, sure mm. that I can be able to source for 20 million. So at the time, we were lending at 20%. Yeah. So I said, if I can get 20 million, 20%, that's 4 million a month. Mm. I said, how many graduates make 4 million a month? Come on. So anyway, <laughs> I, uh, I uh, set out and started pitching. My friend, <laughs> all my relatives out good. People who I was sure had money. Yeah. You pitch to them and say, I will, not that I was pitching for money for free, by mm -hmm. the way. I was giving, he was willing to give interest. So, and I was giving them ridiculous rates because I think I was giving 10%. That yeah, was the rate yeah, I was yeah. offering. So, because me in my head, I said, if I give 10%, I make 10%. Yeah. Everyone I pitched to said, sorry, we don't have money, things are <laughs> tough. <laughs> so, I kept going from uncle, auntie, auntie. Anyway, 
<laughs> I reached my sister. Yeah, right? the one of 10 years. The one of 10 years. Toko tell me day you know yourself. My sister, I tell her, if you can give me 20 million. Mm. People, I was sure these guys had the money. Yeah. I said, if you can give me 20 million, this is what I'll give you. She said, and you know, there's this line that they like to use. Mm. Let me talk to so my, my husband. husband. Hello. <laughs> if anyone gives you that line, you yeah. know that they are going to say no to you or, say, <laughs> or find a way of getting back to you. They are literally buying time to find a more. Mm. Anyway, so she goes to talk to the husband and they come back and tell me, Alan, we don't have that money, but we can only afford to give you Two million. Yeah, time. <laughs> <laughs> so I got two million shillings from my sister. But this was the good thing. She said, you'll not pay us interest, but you'll pay us at the end of the year. So automatically, I knew what this meant. Yeah. Because I knew that even if it were me, because of the disappointments I had had, mm. I was like, man, this is what I have. This is mm. what I must work with. Yeah. So I quickly sat back and said, OK, now I have two million. I'll make 400,000. I can pay myself a salary of 200,000, which I was earning at the university, and save the 200,000. Yeah. Now, the book that I had read, again, told us, was talking about thinking big, expanding your capacity to think, right? Mm -hmm. So I, I, I had it, naturally speaking, using an Excel, I would only make 2.4. By the end, by of, the the end year. of the year. <laughs> in savings, mm -hmm. right? Yes. So my big thinking at the time, in net worth, right? I'm talking about net worth. Yes. My big thinking was, if I can have 10 million shillings mm. by the end of the year, surely, you know, if anyone asks me that where is the 10 going to come from, or the extra 7.6, I would not be, mm. I don't know. Me, I've just said I'm thinking big, Yes. right? And uh, I put a thing there for God, and I went to work, right? So I wasn't only doing lending, by the way. Mm -hmm. I was doing everything. It's true. Right? Yes. So at home, they knew me as the guy who can do anything and everything. Yeah. If you want to sell charcoal, if you want to sell anything anyway. Even wash clothes. If you want to sell a phone, if you want to get a person. At one point, I went to my sister and told her, because I knew that they were paying their maids a lot of money. <laughs> Let me tell you a story. <laughs> so I was like, you guys are paying your maid 200,000. So I'd run the calculation. I said, if I can wash for these three different families, I'll make 600,000. I went to them and made a pitch. I said, guys, can I be washing for you? My sister laughed and said, Alan, we can no. never allow you. To. I was so disappointed. I said, now these guys are making me lose money here. Oh, gosh. Anyway, so I, I said that to show you how much yeah. I was willing to do anything and everything. Why? I had a goal of 10 million, yes. and I had to look for ways of getting to that mm. 10 mm. million shillings. Mm. So I, uh, I, uh, this was around July, by the mid-July, when, when I got this 2 million, and, 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 and did all these things, brokering cars. <laughs> Remember, I was a broker now. Eh? Yeah. So broker, I'm trying to turn myself into a business A businessman. Uh, by December that year, mm. Uh, I sit back and say, let me try and see what my net worth is. Mm. Right? How far off I am from, from the, the 10, 10 million. million. And guess how much I had. Remember, I was paying myself. 200, let me tell you among 000. the principles that I learned in the book. Yes. I was paying myself 200,000. Mm -hmm. So what that meant, I was still living in my brother's house. Mm. That meant that I did not go to town 
when I had nothing to do there. I only went to town when I had business. Because when you're on 200,000, transport, you're not even living on 10,000 a day. It's true. Because that would make you 300,000. So you're living on less. So if you go to town when you have nothing, no, no way of earning money, you're going to end up spending everything that yes. you have. So the other thing among those things that I learned was carry enough money for the day. Don't carry, if you're on 200,000 salary, don't carry 50,000. <laughs> when you're walking around. Do you understand? No, because you end up spending it. It's true. Carry 10 or less. Do you understand? <laughs> so those are some of the things that, that, that managed to keep me in line yes, to stay within the 200,000. Mm. So anyway, at the end of the, of the, of the, by December that year, I went back to Cartier Network and then it had hit 20 million shillings. No That was way. the magic. So the magic was, I usually tell people, they always ask how, how, how? is that possible? Yeah. So I usually tell people that we normally, if you have never calculated your expenses and you sit back to calculate them, you realize you earn more, you spend more, more than, than you, you earn. earn. You understand? So where you spend 200,000, you normally earn maybe 300, you spend maybe, where you earn 200,000, you probably spend 300 or 400,000. How? The question is how. How? Now, if you can put in place principles, right? to manage your spending so that whatever the, the other how that you can't explain is there. It's there. It always comes, right? So that's how I was, when I hit 20 million <laughs> and I realized this, I have now a net worth of 20 million. You are um, now, a young man fresh out of campus. Fresh out of university. I don't know how many people, if you got 20 million shillings and you're just from university, I don't know what you would do with it. Mm. But I'll tell you among the temptations that I was facing yeah. at the time. <laughs> the temptation I was facing was to buy a car. Mm. Now, I thank God again, using Harvest Business Forum, uh, Noah Balesav, I think, then brought Amos Wekesa. I remember it was at Protea. I went and listened to this guy speak. Yeah. I listened to his whole story. Mm. And I said, and among, in his story, one of the things that captivated me, around the time I was facing this temptation, he said that he resolved to buy a personal car when he could afford 20 of those cars. Yes, I said, you. what? I said, what do you mean? So I tried to ask him, and he said, you see, a car is an expense. When you buy a car, you're going to be spending on fuel, yes. servicing, you maybe knock someone. And secondly, I wanted to be able to say that if I can, uh, if I get an accident with that car, I can walk to the bond and buy another one. Come I can on. afford it. I don't yeah. have to, you know, downgrade my status. Hey. I said, I said, I said, I don't need to hear it anymore. Yeah. So that was it for my, my, wow. my, my temptation of buying a car. I uh, cut out the temptation and stuck to the border and uh, then set another big goal for the next year. Because uh -huh. I said, if I had set this for Took this year, there. 10 and you hit 20. And I hit 20. In less, in about five months, I said, uh, this one now I'm going to have to, to double it. So of course the first thing I did was increase my salary <laughs> to 1 million shillings. From 200K. 200,000. Uh, 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 I mean, who wouldn't? Come you, have, on. Uh, you have grown 2 million to 20 in five months. <laughs> you have to reward yourself. Mm. Uh, but also because I was moving, I was planning to move out of home. And so I wanted to be independent a bit and start paying my own rent. So I, I increased my salary to one million shillings. And uh, then with three million, again, naturally speaking, 20 would make four a month. Four yeah. I would make, uh, from four million, I was paying myself one million. 
And so 3 million generally is what I was putting aside. Mm. So 3 by 12 is about 36. 36. Mm. 36 plus 20 is 56. Yeah. You see what the normal expectation is 56 million. So I said no. I'd been talking to a friend of mine and we were looking for, we were just dreaming really. And he said, can you imagine having a business that can make you $100 a day? Ay, la, 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 so we la, la. said, man, you guys, $100 a day at university, after university was a lot of money. A lot. <laughs> so it's still a lot. We set, we, set, we, set, we set a goal, right? Yeah. Uh, and said, how much would that be? We said, this would be about $50,000 to be able to make us $3,000 a month. Mm. By the way, we were just estimating with many different things. It's not like as if which business is <laughs> yeah, that that yeah. uh, someone may it. want to ask me which business would it? No, for us we said if we have this, we can be able to make this much. So we said that's our goal. At wow. the time, fifty thousand dollars was one hundred and fifty million. Yes. So that year now we set out one hundred and fifty million. And again, and, and just to be clear, this was each each of you. That was your goal. Each yes. not that together one. No, 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 no. Each of us. So you know. I don't know if that friend of mine even remembers that goal then. We really, really talk about it. But somehow his son helped me to push dream. to dream bigger than... Because now, you know, I had almost achieved all oh, my dreams. Imagine. I, I had aimed for 10, I hit 20. Yeah. So I, I came back to dream again. And uh, that year, of course, I hit the 150 million. <laughs> You're then, saying, of course. Then, then, <laughs> then now I set out for another bigger dream. So among the many things I, 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 I keep telling people is that I set out, me, naturally speaking, when I try to see the possibilities of being, because I said, the guys of Ukraine, if they may become millionaires in two years, I said, yes. man, this is Uganda. <laughs> they can, let, me, let me picture a billion. Shillings. Shillings, yeah. right? I said, let me picture a billion. So I tried to work it out. I said, it would take me 15 years to become, to hit a billion network. Uh, it took, within that period, it took us about three and a half years. <laughs> to right? hit the billion. To hit the billion. Yeah. So, wow. Yeah. I told you from the beginning that we have an outlier. But Alan, you've said lots of things. One of the things that I've caught, and Secrets of a Millionaire Mind, T. Have Eka says, I think the third, the third wealth file, he says that poor people desire to be rich. Rich people are committed to being rich. And what I hear from your story is a commitment to the journey of wealth creation. You've talked about going to spaces where you are learning and growing, setting big goals, but also working towards achieving them. You were willing to wash clothes of your siblings for goodness sake to make money. How many graduates they would see that as a thing worth doing because it was work? You did not seem to despise any work. And, and you know, lots of saving, Discipline is what I'm hearing in your story. Recently, you told me about the savings culture in Uganda. I'm going to go shortly to, to, to and start reading some of the questions. But you talked about the savings culture that we are, apparently it's about 3% for the whole nation of Uganda. Wow. Uh, and so just to speak a little bit into discipline, um, staying power, having a big goal. You talked about how where you started. You started... From about, let's talk a bit on numbers maybe right now before we get into discipline. How many people is gold mine finance uh, employing right now? Um, and also in terms of where you started and where you are uh, revenue wise. 
Yeah, so we are now employing about 15 people, I think. We are recruiting, uh, by the way, we are recruiting Kano Kalango, <laughs> Jodi, and you're looking for a job, please uh, contact us at Goldmine. But did you start with 15? No, 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 no. So, so, so this is the thing. Again, I'll tell you about discipline. Uh, we started, I remember we started, uh, I, 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 I gave my first contract in 2012, remember? <laughs> So in 2012, along the way now, along the journey towards the 150 million, is when uh, I can say I became, I, I was getting uh, very busy because I, I would not sit in the office. You see, <laughs> yeah. money was not in the office. Business was not in the office. Oh, Business was outside. Out mm. So me, that's why I enjoyed going. But office, that would mean that now that I had office space, that means the office would be closed. Yes. So I had to get admin, accountant, all this the... This is one guy. One guy, right? I'm not talking about all this, right? I'm getting one guy who's doing all these things. Yeah. So that was the first time I got my first uh, employee staff. Mm. Now, I want you to see the power of, of, of saving and investing. Yes. Do you understand? Mm. Be imagine if I had bought that car. Just imagine. <laughs> if I had gotten the 20 million and bought that car. There was someone out there praying for a job. Do you understand? Mm -hmm. So because I chose not to buy that car, I was offering a miracle to someone oh dear. out there. That's, that's the power of discipline. That's, that's what I usually talk about. <laughs> that's what, imagine, because you are, now, I, I usually talk about saving and the power of saving. Yes. Now, let me use an example. Yesterday, I think yesterday or yesterday but one, Sandvik released its first half-year profits. Yes. Now, if, if, if you can just read a bit in those numbers, and, 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 and I'm basically talking about saving and, 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 and investing. You understand? I usually tell people that investing or doing business is, I think, the biggest charity yeah. <laughs> in life. The biggest charity is not just when I, it's not just giving out money to, to to one individual. The biggest charity is actually doing business. Yeah. Because when you do business, in your income statement, right, mm. where, where you appear, where, where, where you have uh, purchase, cost of goods or whatever, all these uh, expenses, those are someone's earnings. It's true. You understand? Yeah. When I choose to pay rent, there's a landlord praying for a tenant. Yes. Do you understand? Yes. When I choose to purchase those goods I'm going to sell, there's someone out there praying for a client. Mm. When I choose to employ people, there's someone out there praying for, for a, a job. job. When I choose to do all these things, those are all, that's all sort of giving. <laughs> Me, that's how it I look is. at it. Yeah. At the end of the day, you're going to pay taxes. Yep. Do you know that government cannot do anything without you? doing what you're supposed to do yeah. without you doing business and paying taxes. Mm. Because we, we, now you imagine Stanbic Bank declared profits half year, which are about 127 billion mm. for six months, mm. right? They're six months profit. Do you know what that means in taxes? Mm -mm. It means that in six months, they have paid taxes of more than 30 billion. Come on. Now you imagine us, Uganda without Stanbic Bank. Yeah. Do you get it? Do you know the power of taxes and what taxes are able to do? Do you know the number of people that that bank is employing? Now, let me tell you one thing about saving. In Stanbic Bank, for example. Mm. I'm sorry, I'm just using that as an example, no right? So we can, we can use many other examples. But this is what, because it's the latest. 
if Stanbic is, is, is declaring profit of 127 billion, look at how much money they are borrowing. Because they also borrow yes. from outside Uganda. Yes. Do you understand? So look at that flow, that money that is going outside in interest payment. Yes. Do you understand? To be able to generate this. If you and me are going to save and put it there as, an F, as a fixed deposit, that money is not going out. It's, it's staying. It's staying here. here. Do you understand? It's staying here. It is not going out. But because we do not save, because we do not... Leave alone the saving. Look at the investment. We don't invest. Eh? How can you invest when you've not saved? Thank you very much. <laughs> so if we have not saved even a single shilling of our money, eh? that's the, by the way, this is how we end up. Because if you look at, for example, a book, they have a book of six trillion. They've only lent four. Wait, the two, we can be able to get it out, but yes. we are not. And secondly, it is six because we are not saving. saving. I don't know if, if we look at that effect, at the effect of all these things, how they all come to play. Eh? Just because you are not... Now, let me tell you, by the way, saving should be the, the, the beginning mm. of everything. Mm. You understand? Elementary. So because you save, when you're doing business, you're able to leave money on an account just because you want... You're able to say, I will pay myself a salary and leave money on that account. Yeah. You can live, you, you, you're normal, you're living a normal life. You're not, you're not feeling like you can, uh, <laughs> you're not, you're not, you're not, you're not being, your life doesn't change because you have money on the on account. The account. That's what saving does. It speaks to you that I am saving 100,000 every month, so it is going towards, uh, it, it is going on that, I have that 100,000 every month, even if I had 200. I earn 200,000. Do you understand? Mm. Because I've made 1 million, I'm not going to change my lifestyle. Lifestyle, to catch up. To catch up. <laughs> oh, I'm not going, that's what saving is about. <laughs> that's what But now, Alan, there's someone listening in. Let me, let me read for you some of the questions coming through. First of all, this is a comment. Patricia Cahill says that this story reminds her about her first business where she bought a car and a house and went bankrupt in a year. Tukutumi de Patricia. Barbara Chironda says, Alan, can you kindly shed more light on the businesses you are engaged in to grow to 150 million and eventually a billion? So, um, like I've told you, I was doing everything. Huh? I was brokering cars. <laughs> right? It's true. I was dealing in charcoal. I was lending money. <laughs> I was... Uh, so, it, I was selling phones, laptops, Anything. TVs. Guys, the goal was not what I am doing. Exactly. Right? The goal was what I wanted to get exactly. to. For me, that was my goal. My goal was what do I want? And along the way, I had to do all these things. I'll tell you, one day I went to my brother, I remember. I, I think, no, this was not after university. One, it was a six back. <laughs> I went to him and told him, can you buy a taxi? Eh? Put it on the road. I will be a conductor because I was sure that conductors somehow cheat money. Right? <laughs> So I wanted to be a conductor, get the money while we have the driver oh. there. So me, I just receive the money and... Yeah. But of course, again, my brother refused. Of course. So what, what, normally people usually ask that question, yeah. what business were you doing? The goal is, by the way, it's not so much around the business. It's so much about the, the goal, goal... And the discipline. And the discipline to get to that goal. Because that, that's a thing that I've, 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 I've experienced in your story all these years. Is when you talk about buying a car, you bought a car how many years into your business? Uh, 
four years. Four years. At that time, I had already hit a billion. You had hit over a billion by yeah. that time. Yeah. And what car did you buy, just yeah. to a be clear? It was a Primo, which you you still have. Yes. You've driven that Primo, and, yes. you, and you stayed in a small apartment all these years until you got married, is when you moved to another space. So it's, it's, it's I, I, again, asking what's the name of the book, the name of the book that he mentioned in the beginning is Money Won't Make You Rich by Sande Adelaja. But for me, your story, and I think what I'm hearing given right now is it's, it's a very clear plan, focus, and DC. Let me read some quotes here on discipline. Discipline, discipline, discipline. Because it's not about desire. Even me, the first thing, you, you want magic. You're like, what's the magic bullet? You know, but discipline is the bridge between goals and accomplishment. That is Jim Rohn. And then he says, there is no magic wand that can resolve our problems. The solution rests within our work and discipline. You know, discipline is wisdom and, and, and wisdom is discipline. So for a man to conquer himself is the first and noblest of all victories. And I think, Alan, you conquered yourself. The desire to show off, the desire to... Because your story begins with save it, save it, save it. And then something switched when you came into contact with something different. Let so me, let, me, let, me, um, let, me, let me tell you one, one last story. Mm. So you see, discipline is... There is the law of compounding interest. Come on, that one, yes. You understand, eh? So compounding interest, that whatever we do, we start small and it compounds over time. Now, there's just one story that I want, one thing that I learned recently. When the president sent a video doing press-ups, <laughs> yeah. eh? press I was so disturbed. I said, this guy is double my age. Yeah. And he can do 30 press-ups at that age of his. So I, I said, no, 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 no. I said, I have to sit down. I have to reorganize my life. <laughs> now, I had a trainer, and there was a time I could hardly do, I, I could not do three pressure-ups. So I was doing those ones of the president, of course, these open ones. Yeah. And he said, no, Alan, come and do this one. There, there's another way he showed me, which was extremely difficult. Yeah. So the ones of the president, I would do like 15, 20. When he told me to do these other ones, I would do not more than three. Mm, mm. So during lockdown is when I was challenged. I said, I'm going to do this, whatever <laughs> it takes. You people, let me tell you about compounding principle yes. interest. You see, I started when I could hardly do three. Yes. Every day and night before, you know, when I'm going to shower, I make sure I do push-ups. And I said, I'm going to increase every week by five. Lord. I started by doing three. Now I was doing five, then I did 10, then I did 15, then I did 20. Then I did, you know, the goal I was saying, if I can do 30, what the president mm. is doing. You understand? Yeah. That was around April, by the April, May is when I started. Right now, the other day I was counting with my wife, I can do 70 pressures in one go. Yeah, la, la, 70 morning, 70 evening. Yeah, and his, his wife is nodding her my head goal, in Now guess what my goal is? To do 200. Because I said if I was thinking 20, 30, that was the goal. Gosh. And I'm now doing 70. You understand? So what am I trying to tell you? I'm trying to tell you compounding. You see, when I tell you that I was starting with 200,000, eh? yes. then, and, 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 and now, you may not be able to imagine. You understand? What maybe my goal was for the year is now what is being made in a month. Yes. You understand? What I was making in a year is what I could make. That's, that's the compounding. You understand? And before you know it, we will be at a stage where 
we, we are literally, when you save and invest, you're redeeming the time. You are. You're redeeming the time. You're literally in a business of buying time. You get it? That's what it is. Mm. So you imagine that what the push-ups that I was doing, which were taking me, which the goal I had for one year, because the goal was that in a year, if I can do 30 of them in a goal. <laughs> Midway the year, do you see the story? Yes. I am not yet even halfway the year, because yes. I started in, in April, April. May. I'm already doing double what my goal was. Do you see the do you see a similarity between a goal of 10 million and hitting 20 yes. and now a goal of 30 and hitting 70 press-ups? Yes. So it's just having a certain goal and pushing towards that goal. Wow. Discipline, focus, determination. That's the story that we have had today from Goldmine Finance. Uh, Alan Taebwa, thank you so much for joining us and right now I want to invite the apostle Mosaic who is joining us and sort of Bring this thing together, Mose. You're most welcome. Well, uh, are you are those push-ups you're, you're starting no, now? No, 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 no. <laughs> <laughs> <Before> right here. <laughs> you're making life a little difficult because <laughs> when you went to the press-ups part, I was like, can I have someone else come close? <laughs> I'm going to Alan. Thank you. Thank yeah. you so much for sharing those insights with us and. For this amazing story. Of course, there is a part B3 didn't reach. I'm going to reach it. <laughs> Which one? Uh, I'm, I'm going to try and reach it soon. Uh, but before I go there, I'm going to first bring in a bit of an interesting part of, of this. So many, a lot of the people have heard B3's story because she's a preacher and she has her stories a lot. But some people may not yet have worked out that you are her, br her brother. So for those who are lacking discernment, <laughs> these two are brothers. Okay, no. Nabind. <laughs> <laughs> She's Alan's sister. And uh, yeah, although she looks, looks younger than you, I she's am. older. Come on. <laughs> yes, I'm, I'm younger. Of course she looks younger. It's true. But younger yeah. in height or? Anyway. Oh, uh, uh, well. <laughs> Anyway, thanks so much. So when you were sharing this story, when she was interviewing you, I just started thinking uh, about all the people that love you and care about you, your family, and how what this picture here represents about the faithfulness of God. And uh, for me, one of the key things I picked from your story is something I was actually reflecting on yesterday afternoon with a group of people about the fact that God sets up God sets us up for success. Yeah. You know, success is not something out there complicated. It's about responsiveness when God opens the door. Mm. It's that responsiveness. You find yourself in places you probably shouldn't have been by your own effort. Yes. Accessing knowledge that you probably would not have accessed by your own effort. Hearing things that probably you would not have heard if it was only up to you. And then you respond. Mm. So case in point is you're telling someone you need to find someone to keep your money with so that they can yes. give it to you at the end of the semester. So you don't blow it. They mishear what you're saying. <laughs> they call and say, hey, that lending thing, can you lend me some money? At that point, yes. you have the choice to say, How you that's respond. not what I, I meant. Yeah. Mm. But 
right there. God is opening a door even without mm. knowing. Hey, how much do you want? Mm. <laughs> and then you respond. Mm. You are in a bar. Someone mm. says, what do you do? I'm business. in business. What business? <laughs> I, money lending. Like, um, can I bring you clients? Yes. I have people on it. You could have said, ha. ha. Now is not a good time. Mm. I'm a bit low on, on uh, cash flow. But you responded. Yes. It's about responding. People often look at us like worship purpose and they think, oh, this ministry seems to be going somewhere. They don't know. We don't know anything. <laughs> really, true. we don't. It's like, true. you have to be an insider to know that we know nothing. <laughs> Our thing is responsiveness. Responding. You even, you know, the thing about obedience to God is even when it's just a little suspicion, mm, you, you move. respond. Because that's re- responsiveness. You go into a harvest business forum meeting. How many other people were there? And they had almost, Wekesa said that thing, and they went ahead and bought cars that are 70% oh of their goodness, net worth. Yes. But you just said, you have to be able to afford 20 of them. What does that mean? It means that your, the cost of your car should be only 5% of your net worth. Wow. You responded. So it's in the risk. Because, you know, every business garage, a lot of wisdom comes. And yes. sometimes people are trying to figure out what am I getting out of this. And usually people sometimes get the thing that won't help them. Because I've seen from the questions, people are thinking, what's Alan's magic? How can he lend eh. it to me so I can do what he does? Eh. Look, yours might be a completely... Now, some people are going to try and get into money lending. No. Because they think... <laughs> That's the money. You magic. mean I can get to a billion in three years through money lending? Uh-huh. Quit wow. my job, get into money lending. That's is, not is it. Is that what God is telling you? Is no. that and by the way, it's not about that God is speaking loudly. Like, is that where the open the door is opening? For some people, the door is opening in very different ways. Yes. It's about the responsiveness. So I I really think this is incredible. Responding and being disciplined. Responding, when the door opens, get in, and why do most people lose the opportunities when the door opens and they get in? They get in the door and they don't discipline themselves. Yes. But what I've heard from your story is every door you got into, discipline. You learned a new, a new way to be disciplined. And I think what I hear is the discipline that, kept, that took you to a certain level will not take you to another level. The discipline you needed to make that 10 million in the first year, which became 20 million, is not the discipline you need right now. Is that is that the case? Yeah, that's true. Yeah, it's it, as as you go higher, and people don't understand that. By the way, they look at say the president and, and they think I can do that. Mm. My friend, <laughs> make no mistake about it. The discipline levels have to keep going up as yes. you go higher. Now. Uh, you, you can tell us or you may not. But like, uh, you said you're employing 15 people. How many clients? About how many clients? About how much are you, help, you know, helping your clients with to bring the future closer? <laughs> about how many? Are we Clients? Helping? Yes. And about how much money is out there that you're in, in the economy? How much gold mine cash is floating around in our economy? <laughs> okay. What... Uh, what uh, or what relevant numbers can you give us to wrap our heads around what's going on right now? Yes. So what what uh, what I can say is that we we serve about a thousand clients, and we <laughs> wait. 
we please allow us to recover to sync <laughs> the numbers. <laughs> Great. So uh, about a thousand clients. Yes. Yeah. And we we our market share. We have about five percent of the market share. In the lending industry? Yes, in yeah. the tier four lending industry. Tier four lending industry, yes. 5% of the market share. So in other words, you need to go do your research yeah. about <laughs> what's the, the total market yes. in tier four, and therefore so that you get to understand what I think for the future, mm. in the next five years. Mm. So in the next five years, we should be among the top 10 uh, large taxpayers. Top 10? <laughs> yeah large in my taxpayers in his sector yeah. in the next yes. five years. You've had it for yourselves, folks. Uh, we got to move on. And uh, I had Dave Ramsey say this yesterday. I'm going to say it in the next service as well. Yeah. The problem with your investments mm. is that you do not have any. So, <laughs> it's time to get started. When the door opens, get in and get, get disciplined. disciplined. Because the discipline in that room is what enables another door to open. You get in, you get disciplined. So thanks so much for joining us for Business Garage this morning. We are super excited about you and your business and the possibilities. In a few years, we are going to do amazing things. Yeah. Alan, do you want to tell us a little bit about Club 1000? Oh, yes. Yeah. So we have a vision and a dream. And this dream is uh, put together in a, an investment club called Club 1000. Mm. Mm. The dream is to create a thousand billionaires mm. for the kingdom. Now, that's just to help your imagination, right? So we are just trying to set a certain standard for you. Uh, so far, the members, to be a member of Club 1000, you can, uh, the minimum investment is one million shillings a month. A month. Yeah. Meaning 12 million. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Right? So if you're out there and you think that you are part of these people who think big, uh, I usually tell people that thinking big is, is thinking God. Mm. Right? Thinking small is thinking you. Oh. So how many of you want to think God? God-like? Please, this is a space that will be able to grow you to hit a billion with the same goals and principles and and and, 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 and and the environment that we are we are talking about here. Yeah, so you're welcome. If in case you're interested in joining Club One Thousand, please come to Goldmine and we'll be able to to enroll you. Thank you. Wow. Well, uh, we threw in a little bit of uh, chocolate for you there it's at true. the end. So <laughs> if you eat chocolate, eat it. If you don't, I'm sorry. But thanks so much for joining us. Join us again next Sunday, seven thirty AM for business garage because we know we are going to change this country, this continent, one business at a time, one business leader at a time, one industry at a time, and you are the person. So may God bless you so much. Thanks so much oh. for joining us. I can hear the sound of a new generation. Thank you for listening to this teaching. We hope that you've been blessed by the Worship Harvest Sermon Series. For more teachings and other resources, visit www.worshipharvest.org or call 0393-281-555. That is 0393-281-555.